fight. It's old Daniel Negreanu. Kid Poker's taking on someone barely half his age. He put the F in fearless, the R in relentless, the S in Scandinavian. Has Isildur got Negreanu quaking in his boots? Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's show. To, to win this match would be like a major feat for me. To me, it means a lot because it will show for me personally sort of my evolution and growth as an online player. And I've, I'm pretty much going in with a strategy that I've figured out. And if he figures out how to beat it, I'm just screwed. I've always been a boxing fan, Rocky, Clubber Lang, that kind of thing. And this sort of reminiscent for me of like, you know, I'm, I'm the old beaten up Rocky Balboa playing against Ivan Drago, the machine, you know? <laughs> it's not one of those matches where it's me against someone, one of the many people that I don't like in poker, where this is point, appointment rail birding. You know when it's going to start, you know when it's going to end, uh, and you can sort of tune in on that day. Once I played Nanako, everyone else seemed slow. Me min-raising buttons a pretty high percentage of the time, and uh, if called, you know, continuation betting a good percentage of the time, about half pot, and if I'm called there, I'm probably going to bet, I'm, I'm actually going to bet three quarters of pot on turn. Well, one of his biggest strengths is the fact that he's fearless and relentless. The difference is the people I'm learning from now are 20 years old, whereas uh, <laughs> before they were 50 years old. Counted, and we played uh, 13 pots of 40,000 or more. He won 11. I do know some late money that's going to come in the other way. Not, not, not from my perspective, <laughs> I money on it. I really like Isildur. You know, this is like, you know, whatever. If I bust him and he needs money, I'll stake him happily. You know what I'm saying? Like, the average player in a tournament anyway, whether it's live or online, is nowhere near as sophisticated as a cash game player is. Um, and that's doubly true about live tournament players. 40 big blinds or less, um, that's that's almost a perfected solved game for the most part. He's got science, he's got the math, and I've got, like, the old school heart, you know? Yo, Adrian! <laughs> it's no secret that this is the kind of thing that gets me really excited as far as poker goes now if you don't know what's happening i mean where have you been isolder who is the star of online you know for the last year and a half two years or so as far as heads up no limit hold'em goes he's the guy who had those famous multi-million dollar matches with durr and with uh brian hastings and townsend and cole south and antonius and those guys uh part of last year. He was a mystery Swede for a long time, but he's been outed now. This young, is he 20? Is he 19-year-old? Victor Blom from Sweden. Now, since that happened, they started doing these Isildur uh, showcase kind of showdown matches where on a Sunday, uh, Isildur will take someone on heads up uh, for tabling, no limit, 5,500 uh, heads up hold'em. And the match has been lasting 2,500 hands, which... You know, it takes about six, seven hours to play. He's played Isaac Caxton, uh, who, who he, he beat. He's played uh, Jungle Man, I think. He's played Tony G. You remember that? We talked about that. And uh, he did beat Tony G, although Tony G got very close. But now he's taking on Isildur, Daniel Negreanu. And uh, Daniel, you gotta give you gotta give credit to Daniel for stepping up to this thing. Uh, you know, Daniel, known as a guy who was not much of a high stakes uh, six max cash game player on the internet till last year when he started taking it up. He's been working on his game. Uh, that's what's great about Daniel. He always does this, and now he's ready. He's taking on Isildur. 
What they're going to do, though, they're changing this uh, format a little bit, and they're going to play 5,000 hands, which is going to be played over two Sundays. It's this Sunday, the 20th, and then on the, the 27th at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the, on the, the, the software. Uh, you can watch this match. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And I've got Daniel in uh, to talk about this just a couple days to go uh, about the potential for this match. Now, you know, Daniel's no stranger to this stuff. Uh, if, if you've got a memory, uh, when the win Poker Room opened up, yay, many years ago, uh, Daniel was its host. And he hosted this, he set down this challenge where you could take him on in the game of your choosing, I think it was. Uh, for a quarter million or a $500,000 match. He played Barry Greenstein. I don't think that ever got finished. Uh, he played a couple guys, Tony Bloom for one, and Potlum at Omaha. And Daniel is the kind of guy who is always willing to put his money where his mouth is. And it's, it's, it's great. A lot of people are going to be watching this. And, you know, the prevailing wind right now is that Daniel doesn't have much of a chance, which uh, we'll hear from him uh, in a minute to see if he agrees agrees with that statement hi i'm roland de wolf triple crown winner and this is the poker show with mickey dane i mean jesse may hey jesse it's kim lansing here if you don't have a party poker account sign up today using the bonus code poker show and we'll match your first deposit up to five hundred dollars that's four hundred dollars more than normal but you have to use the bonus code poker show already got a party poker account we've got something for you too an exclusive reload bonus redeposit using the bonus code poker show 50 and we'll match your deposit up to fifty dollars Daniel, when he when the internet first started, or even before that, he took on the moniker Kid Poker, and I guess it's quite ironic now because you know he's like double the age of most of the of the so so are we all of most of the kids in internet poker these days. But what Daniel has done, he has always reinvented himself and always reinvented his game. And if you look at his results uh, over the last year or so, you know the guy is still on top of the poker world. He briefly held the uh, title of most winner of all time as far as tournament ca- you know earnings go uh, Eric Seidel has just passed him it's it's going to be sort of a seesaw battle and there's all kinds of you know arguments about what factors should go into w- whether a tournament counts for a cash but besides that Daniel clearly top of the poker world but so is Victor Blom this young guy, this Swede who in a lot of ways uh, over the past year and a half or so has I, I think, you know, without knowing too much about it, because, you know, never having played him or anything, uh, <laughs> never having gotten close, uh, a lot of people think that Isolder has reinvented a lot of things about heads up, no limit hold'em. Um, you, you know, there was a lot of debate in the beginning when he first appeared on the scene. No one knew who he was. He was winning massive amounts. Uh, was he lucky? Was he crazy? Who was this guy? He was doing things so radically different. Uh, he invented this sort of... Uh, overbet style of poker uh this very relentless maximum pressure uh scary almost to watch it looks like a guy who's who's completely out of his mind but uh you know the top players in the world all pretty much agree that this is there is more than a handful if not the you know he's obviously had some issues as far as uh you know his money management his bankroll tilt that sort of thing you know deciding to eight table half against patrick antonius and half against uh, brian hastings or townsend at the same time or dur uh but, but people would say that's 
that's you know not recommended. But anyway, uh, the one thing is this kid has talent, and everybody knows that. So very excited to to see this match on Sunday uh, and the and the following. And here's part one of my interview with Daniel Negreanu. So Daniel, four days and counting till Victor Blom comes on. Are are you how ready are you for this? Is it really four days? That's scary. I'm not. <laughs> I felt like I was on my way towards ready. I was on a pretty good schedule of getting a lot of grind time in. Um, I'm in the I'm in the Bay 101 now tournament, so I haven't really had a chance to play in the last couple of days. But my plan is just uh, a couple of days before that to put in as much volume as I can against some tough opponents and um, just give it my best shot. Really. How how close are you? I know last year you had just started working on your no limit game online six max. Now you've been doing head up. I mean, how close are you to the top of of where you can be? I I don't think I'm all that close to the top of where I can be because I'm still relatively new to playing the kind of the level of competition of someone like Isildur. Recently, I had a match with this guy Sauce One Two Three, who uh, I didn't know until later was you know considered one of the best, and he really. He, he had me in a bunch of cooler situations, but he also played extremely well. So I feel like I have a lot to learn. Um, I feel like I'm not convinced yet that my strategy is going to be all that effective long term. It has been in the short term. I've done really, really well. But, um, you know, like they say, with poker, it's all about sample size. And I just don't have enough hands in to really give me anything meaningful yet. Now, as far as, as working on the game goes, uh, do you have a coach? Or are you doing this all yourself? Yeah, no coach whatsoever. It's all really me comparing sort of what I'm doing to what they're doing. And that's kind of how I learned poker when I was young, was sitting down in live games where I'd watch the winning players and kind of get a feel for what exactly makes them winners and try to incorporate in my game. And that really hasn't changed in terms of the way that I learn. Um, just the difference is the people I'm learning from now are 20 years old, whereas uh, <laughs> before they were 50 years old. Uh- now, as far, as far as this challenge goes, they, there's a change in the structure, and I've read it's not specially for you, but this is the future of the Superstar Showdown, which is played over two weekends. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the deal with that? Well, they asked me, I, I guess they wanted to make it more of a spectacle in the sense that, you know, for, for the fans, give it a bigger sample size, because obviously the more hands you play, the more likely you're going to get an accurate result in terms of, you know, a little bit more skill playing out. So 5,000 hands is just... Um, it's a little more epic. Also, I think it's kind of fun because, you know, after week one, people have an entire week to debate on whether or not someone will be able to make a comeback or whether it's over. And it's always fun, you know, to, to have that sort of um, water cooler talk uh, about a match like this. Oh, and gives you a week to review all the hands from the first session as well, which might be important. Yeah, actually, I think, to be honest with you, I think the 5,000 hand versus 2,500 is, is a big disadvantage for me. Uh, under 2,500 hands, I think I'd have a better chance because... He's obviously got a ton more experience at this, and from what I've heard, he's very good at adjusting to, to his opponent's strategy, and that's not something that is going to be a strength for me because I'm pretty much going in with a strategy that I've figured out, and if he figures out how to beat it, I'm just screwed, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the bigger challenge as far as for you? Is, is it Isildur himself, or is it the four-tabling? To be honest with you, the four-tabling's actually become rather easy for me. I, initially, it was a problem. And then I did the best thing ever was I played uh, N- N- Nanako, who's super fast. I don't need right. 40 games. So <laughs> exactly. Playing, yeah, it's like playing against him. It's similar to, you know, using a weighted club before you're going to hit a golf ball or, you know, when a baseball player is going to go up and he puts about four or five bats in his hand and then, you know, he just gets the feel for it. So once I played N- Nanako, everyone else seemed slow by comparison. So the speed issue isn't something I'm worried about in the least. 
this this thing there's been an issue about this min raising the button and I, there's is there something about that Isildur hates people who min raise the button i mean what what's the deal with this yeah well Isildur's an action player you know and he likes to play big pots and he likes to get it in so he i guess he's also realized that you know potentially that min raising is a strategy that he's not as comfortable playing against he's more comfortable playing against a 3xer i happen to be a min raiser you know i come from the school of limit holdem so, you know, he can expect uh, pretty much 5,000, or he can expect about 2,420 hands of button min raises from me. <laughs> so that's just going to be the standard. That's, that's the default then. Yeah, I mean, my strategy going in, I mean, I don't mind sharing it. It's basically going to be me min raising buttons a pretty high percentage of the time. And uh, if called, you know, continuation betting a good percentage of the time, about half pot. And if I'm called there, I'm probably going to bet. I'm actually going to bet three quarters of pot on turn. So that's like a basic strategy I'm going in with. Um, it, feel, it feels very comfortable for me in terms of pot size and you know, using my position the way I want to. So um, what I do after that, you know, that all depends on the different variables. But on, on, the, on the basis, you're going to see a lot of hands that go, you know, me make it 200, bet 200 on flop, bet 600 on turn, and then on river maybe bet one and a half pot or, or whatever. We'll see what happens. Right, and then Isildur, on the other hand, will bet like seven times pot on the river. <laughs> he may, you know, but I, I I plan on trying to balance my range of like over bets as well because I think uh, it's an effective strategy. He's one of the best at it, and uh, I think a lot of people have copied him in terms of the way that they play heads-up situations where they're, they're over-betting a lot, and I've used it a lot and kind of filled with it, um, just kind of learning it, and uh, I really enjoy it. I think I think it makes a lot of sense in lot spots, and it's something that, Two three years ago, I would have kind of not laughed at, but thought, "Well, that, why would you ever bet more than pot? It seems silly." T- tell me what you know about Isildur. I mean, if you watched a couple of these superstar showdowns, what, what is it about his game? What, what's what's his strength? Well, I've watched. I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've watched a little, and you know, just a lot of it is word of mouth from what I've heard. And well, one of his biggest strengths is the fact that he's fearless and relentless. But from what I've heard, at the core, the reason he does so well is his ability to adapt to his opponent and figure them out. And that's something that Phil Ivey got to be the best in the world uh, because of, you know, because of his ability to adapt. So, for example, a lot of people might have a more fundamentally sound game than Isildur in the first hundred hands. But once he figures out what you're doing, he, he finds a way to exploit that. So that's my biggest concern is any sort of adjustments he's going to make to what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Haxton made a comment, I think, after their, their showdown, where he said, unless you were actually sitting in his seat, you wouldn't understand how many adjustments and, and how he would just keep throwing these different things at you. So do you, do you think you're actually going to be quite surprised when this thing you know, gets, gets going? Well, I don't know. That, I don't think I'm going to be surprised too much because um, I'm not going in with like a preset idea in terms of how he's going to play. So whatever happens in the first two, three hundred hands is going to sort of lead into the rest of the match in terms of like, um, you know, he adjusts, I adjust. I'm going to just feel him out. He's going to do the same with me, kind of like a, a boxing match where you start out just throwing a lot of jabs and sparring. Um, and then I expect, you know, somewhere in the middle, you know, we're going to get into some crazy situations where you might see some really big pots with really weak hands. But I expect the early stages to sort of be him playing autopilot, me playing autopilot, and then seeing how does that mesh. Does my autopilot work against them? If so, you know what? I'll just keep doing it. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I think also one of the keys to the match for me, based on what I've heard, is to get an early lead uh, and frustrate him a little bit. If I can do that, then I have a much better chance. Um, Do you think he's going to be the toughest, this will be the toughest head-up match you've played? I mean, tell me about some of your memorable head-ups. Well, the sauce match has been really tough for me. It was very humbling because, 
Yeah, but you got coolered. I mean, I I, I yeah. saw some of the hands. Yeah, at the, I mean, actually, I counted. We played uh, 13 pots of 40,000 or more. He won 11. That's pretty good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, so that's basically the, the sum total of what I lost him. Having said that, I was, I'm really glad that I played that match because up until that point, I really just beat – I didn't lose to anyone, you know, and I needed to feel some adversity, needed to have some pain, and I felt like Sauce – uh, adjusted extremely well. He mixed it up so well. He slow played top pair against me a ton. He got me to value at the worst hand. He really got me out of my game. My overbet just never worked. It seemed like he, he was really on to what I was doing. So it was a very humbling experience. You know, I licked my wounds after that match. Um, and I, I quit him because I was like, you know what? It started to get to me a little bit emotionally. I'm like, you know what? Another one, really? I flopped top set and you have a straight. And I felt like, okay, I can't come back from this one, so I might as well just quit him for now. But I won't have that luxury against Zizzledor. Having said that, I think a mistake I made against Sauce, was I was playing 25,000 deep, um, and that's pretty deep, and instead of 10,000, which is what the match will be, and that's a very different dynamic in terms of the correct strategy. So uh, to tell me what the, the rules are then. You have to be at least 10,000 deep, or you can put up 10,000, then you just, you just top up every time you bust. Well, what we'll do is we'll start at four tables with 10,000 each, and we'll auto-top up up to 10,000 which is different than what I was doing in Sauce, where I was auto-topping up to 25,000. Right. And it caused me to make a lot of mistakes uh, playing too deep against them, because I, I think I was outplayed in most of the big pots we played in terms of I'd have kings, he'd have aces, I'd have second nuts, he'd have nuts, and that seemed to... It's not just coolers. I mean, he was playing those situations better than I was, and that's why I lost. Now, also, in some of these showdowns, you know, a guy will sit out in a table to spread his money around. Are there rules about that, or does it, is it just what people want to do? Yeah, well, there'll be a moderator on hand, so if one of the tables, you know, you go broke on, you might uh, do what's called a split, so you take stacks and split them out, and the, mod the moderator will help us do that, but essentially the goal is to have at least 10,000 on every table, otherwise it becomes a, you know, it's not real poker if you've only got four or 5,000 in front of you. Yo, Phil Helmuth, 11-time world champion of poker, bragging again, you're here listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. I'm the best now, and I smash it now. I've proved it already. I've crushed European side. I've crushed American side. If you don't wind me up anymore, I'm sending everyone broke, and that's the problem. <laughs> I really like the way that Daniel has framed this. I mean, he is, he's so quotable. You know, everything he says is a great soundbite. But as Rocky Balboa versus uh, Ivan Drago, maybe not the best Rocky movie, but still. Uh, you know, sweet, uh, the Swede, Victor Blom, is this uh, machine basically, uh, who seems to play the most aggressive, relentless brand of poker there is. And let's face it, uh, even though Negreanu has kept reinventing his game, he is old school. It's going to be a fascinating sort of matchup. And, you know, the kind of thing that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to take on. But Negreanu's stepping up to the plate, and you, you got to like that. Here is part two of my interview with Daniel Negreanu. Have you seen that uh, Pinnacle Sports has, has put up a line on this match, which I think is really cool? Yeah, no, I, I saw that. I think uh, they had Isildur as like $1.55 and me plus $1.32 or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, and now the line's moved where, where you're like plus 171 or something like that, and he's minus 200. Really? Okay, so a lot of money coming in Isildur. I do know some late money that's going to come in the other way. Not, not, not from my perspective. <laughs> I have plenty on it. But... Um, uh, do, do you I'm know not, of any, any sort of big, bigger bets that have been struck, and what, what odds? Well, I mean, I know I have some friends that actually do want to bet on me because they feel like, well, they've never seen me as motivated. They think I'm more – it means more to me than it does him. I mean, he plays these things all the time. But for me, um, I've got a lot of pro to prove to myself. Uh, aside from, you know, to the poker world, um, you know, I, I really to, – to win this match would be, like, a major feat for me. I mean, even though it's only a 5,000-hand match, to me, it means a lot because it will show, for me personally, sort of my evolution and growth 
as an online player. And I've, I've taken that very seriously in terms of just improving my overall game for both live and tournaments. And, um, the, you know, online poker is one of the key reasons I think I'm getting better. So you're actually pretty pumped up for this then. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm taking this very seriously. To me, it has nothing to do with the money. It just comes down to, like, you know, I'd like to say that I, you know, that I won. I, I think it's a really cool idea. It's like, you know, I, I've always been a boxing fan, Rocky, Clubber Lang, that kind of thing. And this sort of reminiscent for me of, like, you know, I'm, I'm the old beaten up Rocky Balboa playing against Ivan Drago, the machine, you know. <laughs> he's got science, he's got the math, and I've got, like, the old school heart, you know. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> now, I, I've, I've watched a couple of these. Now, I mean, obviously... I, you can't turn away because the the setting is so exciting. But I'm just, I, I, why is there no webcams? Why is there no, you know, audio stream, a call-in show? It, it's not enough to be on the rail. I, I, I think it, it could be better to watch. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot more that can be done in terms of um, even just following it. Uh, and I think they're going to work on that, just having, like, a, an updated count on actually how, how the match is going. Because sometimes as I'm watching, you know, you see stacks and you don't really know who's winning or you don't know what the, what the score is. So sort of like a scoreboard of sorts would be great. And I'm, I'm sure that as this challenge that he's doing evolves, um, they'll add more you know, really cool enhancements as he plays uh, different people. Because I know you're big on sort of this idea about you know, finding out who the best is, finding things that are more skill, trying to declare someone as the best in the world. This, this, this kind of goes that direction, doesn't it? Something like that. I mean, it comes down to you know, like whatever you want to call it, mano y mano. Two guys stepping in a ring, two guys stepping into a, an online thing and say, let's battle. You know, similar to what Durr does with his, you know, epic 50,000 hand, hand challenges with the Durr Challenge. Um, this, is, this is something I think is maybe a little easier to follow because it's, you know, it's Sunday, it's going to be over. And sometimes with uh, a larger match with so many hands, it kind of drags on and there's less of, it's less of an appointment, you know, rail birding. Where this is appoint, appointment rail birding. You know when it's going to start, you know it's going to end, uh, and you can sort of tune in on that day. Yeah, but, I mean, couldn't you see that this becoming a thing every Sunday? And I know that Isildur kind of fronts it, but, you know, what about something like in pool where it's winner stays on, you know, and that, I mean, it, it, this could be, you know, champion of the world type of stuff. You've got a lot of really cool ideas, and I agree. I mean, there's a lot of really cool, fun stuff you could do along those lines, and um, I do think these, like, heads-up matches create a lot of positive buzz within the you know, poker community, and, you know, obviously the Railbirds love it, Um and so, yeah, you know, it really just comes down to how much hype and how much interest there is. And um, if, if I'm able to beat Isildur, I mean, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll just get cocky and throw challenges myself. <laughs> Why not? Listen, how, how, how has this sort of practicing the head up no limit, being on the Internet all this time, how has it affected your tournament game? To be honest with you, playing on the Internet in the 1 in 200 game on Stars or the um, heads up games, I don't want to say this to be disparaging, but it makes the live tournament seem really ridiculously easy. Um, the average player in a tournament anyway, whether it's live or online, is nowhere near as sophisticated as a cash game player is. Um, and that's doubly true about live tournament players. They, they're, they're just their basic fundamental uh, knowledge base for the correct plays is limited. And I, I, mind, I would say the same about myself a couple of years ago before I really started putting the work, that there was a lot of holes in my game and a lot of things I didn't really understand that you know, that I've worked hard on. And I look at people that were cut from the same cloth as I am, and I'm like, yep, you're making the same dumb mistakes that I made, and I know now for a fact that they're actually wrong. And so th this has to do with that just the fundamentals of the game have become so much more advanced, or is, is, it, more, is it more complicated than that? Well, I really think a lot of it comes down to, for number, number one, is bet sizing. And I've always been a small baller, um, and I think a lot of the young guys sort of took that and ran with it, and now you see the majority of, 
tournament players. They're not coming in for three times the blind. They're coming in for much less, sometimes it's min-raising. So they've sort of taken it and gone a step further where they've perfected three-bet sizing, four-bet sizing based on stack sizes. So that's stuff where in the old days, players would, would if they're going to three-bet, they'd three-bet an unnecessary amount where, where 4,500 essentially, essentially, uh, essentially gives you the same effect as 6,000 or 6,500. Old-school players would, would raise too much in those spots. Um, or call too often in spots where they don't have enough chips to do so. So I think the biggest thing is playing like 40 big blinds or less. Um, that's that's almost a perfected solved game for the most part. But a lot of older school players kind of still play those situations by feel. And I think it's a good combination to combine feel, but you also should have the fundamental base knowledge for the for the math when it comes to short stack play. Because the, the sample size never used to be big enough for people to, to, to really say one way or the other. You know. Right. I mean, there, well, there's no one really broke it down the way that you can do that now and, and prove, in a sense, that certain plays are not profitable long term. You know, um, but today with so, you know, so many people having um, tracking software, they can actually like look really deep into situations and say, OK, well, this hand in this situation played such played this way is, is not profitable, which is stuff that you can only theorize in the old days. Now you can actually prove it. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am actually to, to, to watch this. Are you going to be doing any trash talking? I mean, is that – are you going to have any time to do any, any, any chat or anything like that? No, I respect his game so much, and I respect him. <laughs> I really like Isildur. You know, this is like, you know, whatever. If I bust him and he needs money, I'll stake him happily. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really like the guy, and this isn't – it's not one of those matches where it's me against someone, one of the many people that I don't like in poker, right? This is somebody that actually – do like so you won't see the bloodbath in that sense i think it'll be very respectful who knows maybe if i get him stuck he might call me an old fish and then we'll get it on but i, I don't think that's gonna happen well it's nice because this is actually a structure where the poker is going to be respected i mean the poker's front and center here so that's you can't always say that can you um, no it's absolutely about the poker i think i don't think there's no bad blood between isolder and i it's it's there's no side um story to this it's just the, the only side story essentially is like you know old kid poker trying to learn how to play online poker and taking on, you know, one of the best. And uh, not many people thinking I have much of a chance, which is exactly the kind of situation I love. It's it's fun. I mean, in a sense, you know, you could look at it as I don't have a lot to lose, but in my mind I do, you know. I want to compete, and I don't want to be totally outplayed. I, I want to give them a good match, whether I win or lose is somewhat secondary to me. I just want to go in there and, and give him a good run. I mean, I can't see you being that big an underdog. You know, I mean, I know 5,000. It's, it's, it's a lot of hands, but it's not that many hands. You know, 2-1 no, is a it's, big. Yeah. Right, absolutely. And the truth is, I mean, I've, I've played some pretty decent opponents and done really well. Um, again, maybe they're not the same ilk as Isildur, but uh, my game has improved immensely. So um, I don't know how good I am or how bad I am. I really don't have a gauge to say because I've, Based on the matches I played, I've done pretty good against most people. But again, it's a sample size thing. Hopefully, you know, if I do hold my own against him and continue to play other guys, you know, maybe I'm better than I think. And I, I think in some sense, I was talking to Eric Lindgren about it, and he says he thinks I'm being too humble. He says, you know, I'm a lot better than I think, but I, I'm one of those people. You know, proof is in the pudding. And if I prove I can win and continue to do so, well, then, then I've got something to back myself up by saying I don't want to be the guy that says, yeah, I'm really good and have no results to prove it. Excellent, Daniel. Well, listen, good luck on uh, Sunday. And uh, I, I guess, you know, I mean, the, the sauce match was, was, was only a couple hundred hands. So I hope we're going to get to watch two matches, and I uh, hope you do well. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And so everyone can tune in. It's, it's uh, obviously 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, and then the next one. And you've got to log into the client to watch this, I think. 
Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck in the Bay 101, Daniel, and good luck on Sunday. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Cheers. What's up, guys? It's Dragon here. You're listening to the Party Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. Hey, guys. It's Kara Scott here. Enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. Yeah, I'm excited. How could you not be? And then Daniel is too. How pumped up is this guy? You know, he does love the game. He loves trying to prove himself. And to me, uh, this has to be the future of poker. I mentioned to Daniel, and and uh, you hear what he said, that this thing could be presented so much better. I mean, you get on that uh, to watch this thing. You just got to basically call up all those tables and sort of entertain yourself. Uh, it should be produced like a, a TV show for the Internet, I think, you know, with a, an audio stream, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be commentary per se, but but just uh, maybe kibitzing, uh, that sort of thing. There should be webcams. Uh, you don't have to hear them, but you should be able to watch. Just look at their faces. Negrano and Blom is going at this. Uh, and maybe that's stuff for the future. And what I love, the idea that this could be uh, a, like a, a winner stays on type of thing that goes you know on and on, an endless thing. Someone's got that belt. And poker stars should put up, uh, you know, some money and give like a million dollar bonus if somebody, you know, holds the belt for a certain number of matches in a row. Uh, the world, the world would take notice, but the world will take notice anyway. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be there, eyes glued uh, on Sunday to see what happens. So uh, hopefully we may get a chance to talk with Daniel either next week or the week after and see how this thing pans out or perhaps even Isildur. Anyway, my thanks to our guest, Daniel Negrano, wishing him best of luck. W- which side would you bet on uh, in this, at this price? You know, uh, Daniel, like, plus 170, Isildur, like, minus 200, one to two on. I kind of think you take Negrano. I don't know. We'll have a look.